we're going to go to chapter number one, the book of James. The book of James is where we're going to go this morning. We're going to teach from the book of James, and we'll go to some other places. But in this day and time that we're living in, we need as much of the word that we can get. And there's a key ingredient that we need. And we're going to start off teaching it from the book of James, chapter number one. This is something that I've been asking the Lord for. As I think a few weeks ago, um, Minister Small was ministering out of the book of James. And I kind of laughed because I had been studying in the book of James. And this one verse stood out to me. And then I began to ask the Lord for this one key ingredient that we're going to need in this day and time. The book of James, chapter number one. Father, bless your word. Allow your barrier of truth to stand and declare what you have said. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of James, chapter number one. And it reads in verse number five, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So if anyone lack have a uh, a warning of a warning of or the lack of or is destitute or not having enough. And we're talking about wisdom. When I read this verse a few months ago, I said to the Lord, "That lets me know that we don't get all wisdom at one time, that there can be a deficiency in our wisdom. We can like some things when we come down to wisdom. And wisdom is a key ingredient that we need right now in this day and in this hour. The Lord says to me, in the upcoming deceptions and the coming destructions, we are going to need wisdom. We're going to need wisdom. And if we see ourselves not being able to make the necessary decisions or the right decisions or the right choices, it lets us know that somewhere we are lacking something called wisdom. We're lacking, okay? So, so, so God is saying here that, that when it comes down to wisdom, I ask the Lord a question. Where, 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 where does wisdom begin? We know the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. And all you're getting, get understanding. But it's easy to quote that. But what does that really mean? What does it really mean? Wisdom is the principal thing. And all you're getting, get understanding. Can we travel just a little bit? Let's go to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 9. The book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter number 9. We're talking about wisdom. If you don't have your Bibles, it should be up on the screen. Proverbs, chapter number 9. Verse number 10. Now, verse number 10 in Proverbs chapter number 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom begins with fear. Wisdom begins with reverence. In the upcoming events, that's fastly approaching, we will have to have the fear or the reverence of God to make it through. 
But what's, what else it says here? Because we understand having the reference of God is the beginning of wisdom. But the latter part of verse 10 says, and the knowledge of the what is what? Okay. They got it up, right? We're going to repeat this again. The fear of the Lord, reverencing the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom. If we don't reverence God, we can't enter into wisdom. Beginning is the first process, okay? But that latter part that says, and the knowledge of the what? Holy is understanding. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Hmm. That got me. That, that, that got me. It said the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So if I want to know about wisdom and to know or have the knowledge and be able to get understanding, there are certain aspects of God I have to understand. He says, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So, so, so I said, God, what, what are you saying? He says, now, to get through the coming deception or the coming destruction, not only do we have to reverence God, but we have to know the holy one. You know, we, we quote, remember I said we quote that scripture? Wisdom is the principal thing, and all thy getting, get understanding. But you've got to understand what understanding is. See, it's easy to quote it, but do we know what it means? Here it's saying in verse number 10, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. In other words, we have to be able to know every aspect of the holy one. We got to know every aspect of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to get through what we're going to, we're going to approach of what's coming our way. You got, to, you got to know about the Father. You have to know about the Son, and you have to know about the Holy Spirit. You have to know every aspect of the Holy One. You, just, you got to know the Father when he's operating as the Father. You got to know the Son when he's operating as the Redeemer. You got to know the Holy Spirit when He is leading you and you guiding you. So they're all a one. They're all a one. There's no three of this and three. Of, no, they're all a one. Jesus says this. He says, He says, "Me and my Father, we are one." That's what He said. Now we are one. Me and my Father, we are one. And then it also says in the Word in John 16, the Holy Spirit says He doesn't come to speak of Himself. He doesn't have that authority to speak of himself. But what he speaks, he speaks what he hears from the Father. So during this this, this time that's fastly approaching, you're going to have to know the voices of God. See, if if it comes down to you thinking you're hearing three voices of God, no, that's not God. If you're hearing too many voices, that's not God. Because, see, the Bible says they all are one. They're just operating in, in different capacities at different times. So you're going to have to be able to know the voice of the Holy One. The voice of the Holy One doesn't speak one thing and do another. That's when you know that's not God. That's not the Holy Spirit. Because, see, the Holy Spirit will speak to us before we mess up. Can I get an Amen. The Holy Spirit, he will know us. He, he, he will begin to, to, to push us. He will begin to tell us, hey, wait a minute, don't go that way. Go this way. He, he shows us the path that we need to go down before it takes place. So in this coming journey that we're walking upon, we got to have the knowledge. In order to get the understanding we have to have the knowledge of the Holy One. Hmm. And then the Lord takes me here. 
Hmm. Let's go to the book of James again. And we're going to go to the third chapter of the book of James. He says, now, you've got to understand there is two kinds of wisdom. It's two kinds of wisdom, two kinds of wisdom, two kinds of wisdom. Hmm. Two kinds of wisdom. James chapter number three. James chapter number three. When we're going to begin looking at verse number 14. This is how we tell what kind of wisdom is operating in our lives. Okay? Now, verse 14 in the book of James, chapter number 3 says, verse 14, it says, But if ye have bitter envying, strife in your hearts, he says, glory not and lie not against the truth. If you got strife, confusion, contention, bitterness, and envy in your heart, that is not wisdom from above. But it identifies what type of wisdom that it is. Look at verse 15. It says, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but it is what? Earthly sensuous and devilish. That's not, that's not the wisdom. That, that's not the wisdom from God. That, that's just that earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom. And verse 16 says, For where envying and strife is, there is what? Confusion and every, every evil work. Where there's strife, confusion, hmm, envying. He said evil's there too. That's why it's so important that we don't have confusion in the house of God. Because when you have confusion in the house of God, it divides the house. That's why when you have confusion, thank you, Holy Spirit, when you have confusion even in yourself, it, 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 it does something. It, it, you, can't, you can't reach that potential where God wants you to be when there's confusion on the inside. Anybody ever been confused on the inside besides me? Amen. Because, see, let, let, let church folk tell it. They're never confused. They're always right. They walk perfect and upright all the time. They don't sometimes roll their eyes and say things they ought not to say. and They call them four-letter words. Some of y'all been releasing some four-letter words when you got irritated, frustrated, and aggravated. I heard one or two amens. Thank God for the truth, for truth walkers. Amen. Because a lot of us like to pretend you know how it is. We, we, we wear that mask. Church, I'm talking about church first. I'm not talking about the world now. I'm talking about church folk. We, we wear that mask as if our lives are so perfect. And we even portray that when we walk through the doors. But all hell will break loose when we walk out. Hmm. God says that kind of envying and strife should not be in the house of God. Now, confusion, it's, a, it's an evil work. See, when you have, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. When you have confusion and strife and contentment, it's evil at work. It's evil at work. We may not recognize that it's evil at work, but it's evil at work according to the scriptures. Hmm. See, see, confusion is instability or disorder. Sometimes we got disorder within ourselves, disorder. 
And we're, sometimes we're, we're not stable. We're not walking straight. We're not hearing the Lord. We're not moving the way God wants us to move. But God says now, you don't want that earthly wisdom because this is the results of earthly wisdom. But looking at verse number 17, he says this in James chapter number 3. 17 says, but the wisdom that is from where? Above. The wisdom that is from above. It says, what's that word after above? Above is what? First. First. First thing that the heavenly wisdom is, is what? Pure. The first aspect of wisdom is purity. And then it says that heavenly wisdom is peaceable. Peaceable. Anybody have some disorder this week? (laughs) Amen. But thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because he says now, First, it's pure. In other words, it doesn't have a motive. Heavenly wisdom does not have motives, but it's peaceable. And then it says it's gentle. Heavenly wisdom is tender. It's gentle. It's loving. It's caring. It's easy. To my heavenly wisdom. And then it goes on to say, and easily to be entreated. But the next thing it says, it is full of what? It is full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, let's deal with that. Let's, 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 let's deal with those. I think it's about seven of them, aspects of heavenly wisdom. Now, it is saying it is full of mercy. Full of mercy. I'm talking about heavenly wisdom. Because where, where no mercy is shown, you won't receive no mercy. Have you had mercy this week on someone you felt like didn't deserve mercy? And you didn't want to offer them mercy because they may have mistreated you? But then you are operating in that earthly wisdom because the heavenly wisdom says it is full of mercy. It has good fruit without partiality. It's not sowing favoritism. But then it also says, and I wonder why they put this last, without hypocrisy. You know what hypocrisy is? Stage player. You know, like Days of the Lives. Is that the TV show? <laughs> uh, I don't know what the names of them are, but I know people that watch them. Amen. See, they stage players. Well, I, we have a lot of Christians that, that are stage players. They're, they're hypocrites. Now, God says now that, that's, that that is not the type of wisdom that you need that comes from above. Because now you've got to be full of mercy. You've got to be kind and gentle and caring. Hmm. You can't show no partiality. And so I said to the Lord, okay, God, I understand. I understand what you're saying to me about wisdom. If you do not have that heavenly wisdom that only God can give and learning the aspects of it through the Holy One in order to get to understanding, you won't make it through the next phase of what's coming our way. So you've got to have some wisdom. You, you've got to have wisdom because that's going to be, there is so much deception even now, but it will get even worse. And the destructions will get even worse. You're going to have to have wisdom. Right now, everything is plentiful, right? You can go to the store, shelves are full, right? But what has God been warning us of? Put up, put up, put up. It's coming around again. It's coming around again. If we think everything is going to continually be plentiful, we are fooling ourselves. 
But if you don't have the wisdom from above, you will overlook that. But you've got to have the wisdom that comes from God. So I'm saying, okay, God, now, now, now teach me more about wisdom. Show me someone that, that has or displays this type of wisdom. Now, let's go to the book of First Kings. I won't be below before you long. Let's go to the book of First Kings. First Kings. First Kings chapter number three. Are we there? First Kings chapter number three. One of the most profound Bible characters besides David, we talk about David all the time, and we even talk about Solomon. But Solomon had wisdom. He knew what to ask for, okay? Now, looking at verse number 5, 1 Kings chapter number 3, I need you to follow me closely. Listen closely. Verse number 5 says, Gibeon, the Lord, appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. Ask what I should give thee. Now, the first thing we want to note and to look at is the word Gibeon. The meeting place. The meeting place where Solomon is with God. That meeting place. See, this is the same place where, where, where Joshua was in battle. And the sun stood, stood still until he finished defeating his enemy. But there is something significant about this word. That's why it's so important we just don't overlook words that's in the scripture because they all have a meaning. They all have a meaning. And here, this meeting place, the word Gibeon is the high point in one's spirituality. The, in other words, you are at the height of your spirituality. You're at the very height, the very top. And the next thing it says that it's a place of sacrifice because it is where you let go of your desires and your ideas and you seek only the presence of God. The meeting place that you have there with God in order to, to, to get the wisdom that God wants you to have, we can't stay in this low place. We've got to become higher in our spirituality. Our mind, we, we talked about this Wednesday, about how man only uses about 10% of his brain. But it's something when we begin to operate in the spirit, that's when God begins to display some things and it will teach us how to ask God what we need. See, in that meeting place, that place of sacrifice, that's where you let go of your desires, your ideas, your concepts, your understanding, what you may think. That's when you let it go. You, you let that go and you seek only the presence of God. You seek only the presence of God. But it also has another significance. It's where one becomes like a child. Interesting, is it not? <laughs> and see, when you let go of your desires, and when you become as a little child, then it is your desire to be taught only by the Holy Spirit. See, when, 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 when you desire to, to be taught only by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says you need no man to teach you. That doesn't mean that you, you push aside those that God has set to, in place to, to bring forth his word. But there comes a time in your life, and there will be a time that's coming where you're going to need the Holy Spirit to teach you. You're going to have to know how to make the right decisions. 
You're going to have to know how to, to, to operate so, so the decisions that you make will not allow you to lose everything, whether it be spiritually or physically. Now, let's drop down to verse number 7. See, Solomon is, is, he comes to that place, he comes to the understanding, I got to let go, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit, I got to let go of me. Because see, me has an ego. Amen. <laughs> me, me, myself, and I, it has an ego. And if you ever, have you ever noticed someone that's operating in their ego? Think they know everything? You can't tell them anything? See, all that has to go because you want to be taught by the Holy Spirit. See, if you, ooh, if you're taught by the Holy Spirit, you cannot go wrong. You can't go wrong if you're taught by the Holy Spirit. Now, dropping down to verse number 7, watch this, what, what, what Solomon says. God had already told him, ask what I should give thee. Verse 7 says in 1 Kings chapter 3, it says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king Instead of David, my father. And I am but a little what? A little child. I know not how to go out or come in. In other words, you are totally dependent on God. He got to that place in his life. He said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to do it. I don't know how to come and I don't know how to go. He said, but I need your direction. I need, I need your direction. See, a child needs one directions that we should become as little children before God because we need his directions. Okay? And now, and we're coming down now, we're coming down to, to verse number 8. Verse number 8 says, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou have chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor accounted for multitude. Now look at verse number 9. Verse number 9 says, Give therefore thy servant, what is he asking for? A understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? Never get to the place where you think you know it all. Solomon said, you have given me this assignment. God will give many of you an assignment. But he said, I don't know how to handle the assignment. God will give many of you ministries and, 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 and businesses. And, and I mean, even in businesses, you still need to have the guidance of God. You still have to have the wisdom of God. The smallest of details of our lives, we still need the wisdom of God. We have to get to that place. God, I don't know. If you don't tell me, God, I do not know. If you do not give me a word to bring to your people in times like these, God, I don't know what to give them. But God, what I need is I need your wisdom. He told me that if I lack, L-A-C-K, if I lack wisdom, if, if I don't have enough, if, if I'm uh, uh, deficient in it, he said, all I got to do is ask of him. Solomon here, he, he acknowledges, he said, now listen, I need an understanding heart. How many of us got understanding hearts? Mighty quiet. Mighty quiet. He asked for an understanding heart. Why? Why does he ask for an understanding heart? Because in that situation, many times we will face people. Many times people will come to us. For guidance or for understanding or have situations. I had a situation this week. Hmm. This young lady being released from prison. 
She made parole. And this is something, this goes with an understanding, huh? Because see, you don't ever know where you're going to end up at. Can I get an amen? Or you don't even know where your children are going to show up at. At whose court? And that young lady says to me, she says, now, most churches I've gone to, once they know about my background, I'm not accepted. You know, a lot of us got stuff in the closet that ain't been told. Can I get amen? Us perfect Christians, we got mess. But we won't say that we got mess because we want everybody to think that we're perfect. And I said to her, I said, no, baby, if you come to House of Destiny, we're all messed up and jacked up. I said, baby, when you come, we will open our arms to you. We will help you get through. And so you'll be able to live a good and a holy life. That's the problem with the body of Christ. We see everybody else's fault, but we don't, oh, a word that don't need to be spoken. We don't see our own mess. We don't see our own mess, but we see everybody else's mess. Can I get an amen? If we don't look like them or they don't dress like us or they don't drive or live the way we do, then we've got some problems. That's not God. That's earthly wisdom. God don't care about what you wear or what you drive or where you live. He want to know what your soul looks like. That's all that's important to him. But see, we got it all messed up. I wonder how we got, oh, Holy Spirit. I wonder how we got screwed up. Can I say that word? I wonder how did we get there that, 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 that we think we're better than somebody else. Where do we get that from? It doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. So we got to understand. We have got to have an understand. I don't know what you've been through in life. I don't know what may have happened in your life that you turned out the way you turned out. Have not a clue. But God says, just like some, I need an understanding heart. I need to be able to to discern between what's good and what's bad. See, all of us got some bad in us, and all of us got some good in us. But let us tell that we got all all good. But that's not so. Not not, not so. He said, I want to be able to judge the people. This is why I need this understanding heart. And look at verse number 10. Let me let, let me ask him. Verse number 10 says, and the speech pleased the Lord. Do you not know how to talk to God? See, Solomon must have learned that from his daddy David. He says now, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Verse 7 says, and God said unto him, hmm. Because thou have asked this thing and have not asked for thyself long life, neither have asked riches for thyself, nor have asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. He wants to know all the aspects of God, understanding. And God says, since you didn't ask for this, I wonder if God asked us, what, 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 what would you want me to give you? What, 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 what would you want? What, if you had to raise a question before the Lord today, what would you ask him for? What would you ask him for? The Lord said he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for long life. And he did not ask for the life of his enemies. In other words, he didn't say, get them. Get them, God. They did me wrong. Take them down. You know how it is sometimes. You, 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 you understand. You, 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 you know, you know. You know how we do. 
when somebody mistreat us. We want God to do them in. Amen, brother. I see smiles. <laughs> Amen. You know the Holy Spirit sees everything. Amen. We're not, we're not in a place of, oh, Lord, don't make me say this. You got somebody in your life that you haven't forgiven because of the way they treated you? Think about it. Think about it. Think, 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 think about it. Are you holding grudges because of something happened 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago? And where do we get this thing from? As long as they stay way over yonder, we all right. I forgive them, but they got to stay way over yonder. They, they just can't come close to me. Come on, what's, what's up with that? That's not the wisdom. That's not the love. That's not an understanding heart. Hmm. Better yet, some of us asking for money. Amen. Hey. I saw one brother say, yes, I'm done. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're asking for money. Come on. Let's be real in the house. Let's be real. Be real. See, once you're real with your see, first you got to be real with yourself. Because, see, God already know. But you got to be real with yourself. If I had just had enough money, God, I could do this. God said, I have supplied all that you need according to his riches and glory. So you already got it. You just mismanaged it. Amen. Can I get a witness? I, I've done it. I've done it. Okay, all y'all holy rollies up in here. Amen. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done it. I ain't going to lie to you. See, that's, the, that's what we need to get to. That. We need to get to truth. We need to begin to operate, operate in truth. Now, look at verse number 12 and 1 Kings chapter number 3. It says, Behold, I have done according to thy word. Jesus speaking. He says, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. So that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And 13 says, And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there should not be any among the kings like unto thee all the days. You see, he didn't ask for earthly things. He wanted spiritual things. And because that, that request pleased the Lord, God went ahead and granted him all the rest. But there came a time, or there will come a time, when your wisdom is going to be tested. It's going to be tested. It's going to be tested. It's going to be tested. Let's look at verse number 16 in First Kings chapter number 3. Now, God has told him now, I've given you. Wisdom. And because now you know and understand that you got to know the whole aspect of the Holy One in order to get understanding, then the enemy will come to test what you have. It's coming. It's going to be tested. Verse 16 says, watch, watch, watch the test. Watch the test. Keep an open Mind. Keep an open mind. Okay? Keep an open mind. Verse 16 in 1 Kings chapter number 3 says, Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. 17 says, and the one woman said, oh, my Lord, I and this woman, stay close with me, dwell in one house. And I was delivered of a child with her in the house. Now, we need to deal with verse 16 and verse 17 before we continue. First of all, after the Lord 
grants Solomon his request, Solomon goes to Jerusalem to offer up sacrifice. Peace offering. But while he is there, it says there came two women. There came two spirits. Stay with me. There came two spirits. Said they were harlots. Now, you got to understand, it's not talking about one that is a little wayward. Okay, it's not talking about that. That word harlot there, it means one who have forsaken the true and living God and now worshiping idols. If you know where they come to, Solomon, he's at the temple. He's at the place of Jerusalem. He's offering up sacrifice. So unless we have the wisdom of God, we will be confused about those spirits that will show up or is in our house. Watch. Watch the word. Watch the word. Verse 17 said that one woman said, Oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in what? What kind of house? One house. Two spirits in one house. Two spirits in one house. This is the house. Two spirits dwells in one house. You're going to need this coming down the road. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Two spirits, same house. They come to test. They will come to test your wisdom. Now, verse number 18 says, And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There were no strangers with us in the house, save we two in the house. 19 says, And the woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. Verse 20 says, And she arose at midnight and took my son, son, key word, rose from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. Son, they both gave birth to a son. A son is a builder. You will and I will be experiencing what these builders are in the future. So there was two there's two sons. What were they building? They were they were builders of lies and builders of truth. Builders of lies and builders of truth. You see if you listen closely, we've got builders. And when I say builders, I don't mean building of an evanescent house. But you've got people that build lies. And you have people that build the truth. And if you do not have the wisdom of God, you're going to be tricked. Remember now, it talked about two spirits in the same house. How often have we followed the wrong builder? Amen. How, how often have we followed the wrong spirit? Think about it. How often have we done that? It says now, she begins to talk. See, have you ever, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Have you ever encountered a liar? A liar can lay it on, right? A liar can really make you think truth is wrong. 
lion can make you think right is wrong and wrong is right. I'm going to bring this up and probably make you sure I can get put out the pool, Peter. I don't know. Where is it? It's in the book of Romans. And God tells us about homosexuality. It's in the book. It's there. But man wants us to believe that it's okay. Ain't nothing right about that. It's against the word of God. Go into the book. Go into the Bible and in, in, in the book of Romans. See, this stuff just not just happened. It happened long, long, long time ago. It was written in the book of Romans. So you didn't, you, you turn your, 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 your affection for one another for the opposite sex. See, there's so much going on now that they want us to accept. But no, you got to stand for God. You, you, you got to stand for God. All this other stuff that's floating around here that we believe in, messing around, you won't have no more grandchildren. Got to wake up. You have to wake up. Let me, let, let me, let me, let me, let me hurry along. Let me hurry along. It says that they're both within the same house. Be careful what, what you allow, what spirit in you. Because whichever one that's dominant is the one that's going to be operating. Now, verse number 20 says, And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept. How did she know so much information when the builder was taken? If she was sleeping. See, the disciples are notorious of sleeping with their eyes open. Because of the fact we can easily be deceived. Easily be deceived. Now, verse 21 says, And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. Now, you will know what's been birthed by the spirit and what's been birthed by the flesh. Abraham's a good example of that. You know, you know what's been birthed by the spirit and what's been birthed by your flesh. Now, verse number 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 23 says, now watch wisdom, watch wisdom, watch wisdom. 23 says, then cuz see they bring this before the king, they bring it before Solomon. Remember now, your wisdom is going to be tested. It says now, now verse 22, and the other woman said, "Nay, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son." And this said, no, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they speak before the king. Verse 23 says, then said the king, the one saith, this is my son that liveth. Thy son is the dead. And the other said, nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. Watch what wisdom does. You see, you know, a lie and a truth, if you're not careful, they look almost alike. They sound almost alike. They sound almost alike, the lie and the truth. And until you get that wisdom of God. Now, watch, watch what wisdom does. Verse 24 says, And the king said, Bring me a sword. See, God got to do some cutting. And it says, and thou brought a sword before the king. And they brought a sword before the king. Verse 25 says, and the king said, divide the living child in two. And give half to the one and half to the other. See, you got to be shrewd. Because the devil is shrewd too. You, you, you got to be really shrewd. Because see, he didn't get up this morning. He was already up. I'm talking about the devil. He was already up. He, he, he wasn't wasting around, laying around, trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. No, he already knew what he was going to do next. Verse 26 says, 
Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O oh my Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Be neither mine nor thine, but you know the devil want to kill you. He, want, he wants to destroy you. 27 says, Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thou art. And the last verse, verse number 28, next to the last verse, verse number 28 says, And all of Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king. For they saw that the what? The wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. You see, that's going to come that time. People will be able to recognize the fact that you've got the wisdom of God. And see, it's in, in the upcoming time, the upcoming season, you've got to have the wisdom of God to make sound decisions. Because the truth and a lie are going to look almost alike. And without the wisdom of God, you're going to fall for it. Do we not know that's not how shrewd he is? He knows how to operate that way. Last verse. Let's go to Proverbs. I didn't put this up there for them. Proverbs chapter number 2. This is the last verse. Proverbs chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse number 6. Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 6, talking about wisdom, wisdom. Verse 6 says, for the who gives wisdom? For the Lord giveth wisdom. Man cannot give you what you need for this day and time. The Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. If you want to make it, this journey that was fastly approaching us, you better start asking God for wisdom because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're going to need the wisdom of God. Not earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom is total confusion. It's not the world confused today. They tell you one thing and then they turn around and tell you something else. Then that something else becomes, when they get exposed, then they tell you something else. But you need, we need, I need the wisdom that comes from God. And then he talks about out of his mouth, out of God's mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. Out of the mouth of God. Our ears have to be sharpened to be able to hear what God is saying to us in these latter days. We said on Wednesday night, and I think it was brought forth from Dr. Manley, he, he shared it as we were talking and discussing and, and went on Wednesday night, talked about how we are just like that computer. God downloads into us. We need our ear to his mouth so we can hear And how to take the next step so we will not be deceived with the coming destructions. Got to have wisdom. Wisdom. And wisdom comes from God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Wisdom.